And hello, everybody. It is Tom Chenault, and it is the Legacy Leadership Radio Show. And I know that that is weird coming out of my mouth, and it's weird for me, weird for you. But it's really not so weird when you think about it. And we have got Christopher Hussey with us this week, John Filton, John Filton Mogg, or John Milton Fogg next week, which is going to be super exciting. And uh, it's just we've we've switched this show on a lot of on a lot of levels to the Tom Chenault joke hour with no substance to thought leaders thinking deep things. And all at the request of not only Richard Bliss, Brooke and Fogg and everybody else that says, I'm way too kind to everybody we interview, but just because it's time to get a little deeper and a little more real. And Adrian's got just the head to do that. I didn't. I'm an inch deep and a inch wide. Adrian's a mile wide and a mile deep. So that really, really helped. So we're very, very excited about all of this. Adrian, congratulations. How are you, buddy? I'm good. I'm so it feels very uh, gratifying and exciting to see that new logo and that new branding up on the screen. And, I, you know, I think we should spend a minute just talking about why the word legacy means something to us and, and also why I think it's going to be a, a great frame to talk about cool stuff with great people regardless of what, you know, I, I think there's an added bonus that we're a father-son duo, but I think it's a lot more than that. So what, why did, leg, for, Dad, to you first, why did legacy resonate for you in the way that it did? It came out of my mouth and Michelle Eldridge screamed. One <laughs> Swear to God. And that's how it really, I knew it was the name of the show. And so at that moment, we needed to make a, a shift and that's what we did. And as a result of that, it turned into this wonderful, wonderful conversation called how do we name this show to talk about what it was that we really did here? And what we really did here is something that really doesn't happen very much in any profession. And that is a dad has a kid and the kid just grows up spoiled, rotten lobsters for breakfast. I mean, just no reason, just entitled. But somehow it comes out of that and becomes this incredible kid that's 10 times his dad. And that just doesn't happen. And I want you to think about that. Not only did he take what I did with relationships, turn it into an app, realized people weren't going to use the app and said, Dad, we've got to pivot this one more time. We've got to put together a training program where people understand the necessity and we need to teach them to remember people, not follow up. And all that came out of Adrian's mouth with his crew, Rick Manelius and Elizabeth Larson and Jason Kohler and Andrew Siv and the various people in the foxhole with him. But we're better with Adrian. This isn't me carrying him along. We've gotten to the point already where he's carrying me. And I'm quickly, if I wanted to be written out of the script, which I don't, I know full well it would be a better show and a better company and a better life with me uh, even more on the sidelines because I'm so needy, I just mess things up. So that's kind of my spin on it, Adrian. What do you think? Uh, I, I, that is not even close to true, especially the last part of it, as far as it being better without you in it. But I, I do think there's something big here. And like I said, I think it's a lot bigger than any kind of father son or any kind of family thing, although that's really special and, and really important to us. I think what leadership does, what 
authentic networking does, what showing up in the world the way that we want to show up and the way that the people who we bring on the show do show up. That's why we asked them to be here in the first place is that leadership in that kind of way leaves a legacy. It leaves a lasting impact on people. And that's what this is all about. I think that's the most rewarding thing. That's the kind of impact that we want to create in the world. And uh, we we are really excited about this. And, and we're really excited to have as our first guest on this new name in this new format, our friend Christopher Hussey, because I think he shares those values. He shares that desire to make a big, big impact in the world that we have. And we love this guy. And so uh, Christopher, welcome to the show. It's awesome to have you back with us today. We finally got rid of that Robert guy so we can just talk. <laughs> How are Don't you, let Robert hear you say that. I, oh, I'm... Uh-oh. I hope, Robert, I didn't mean it if you're watching. <laughs> I'm great. Thank you guys for having me on. I love the new name. I, I, I'm glad I got to participate even from the sidelines and how, you know, the machinations you guys were going through and on the new name. And I love it. And we were just talking about that. I mean, there's so few, there's in, in our space, there's so few people who lead very publicly the way the two of you do. And the fact that, you know, Tom set the bar really high and you just pole vaulted right over it. I just, I love it. I, I think the show is going to crush it. So I'm, I'm privileged to be your first guest. Thanks, Christopher. Well, hey, so Before we go anywhere. You, you brought up Robert McFadden. <laughs> yes, yes, I did. Robert McFadden had a handshake with me on what ended up being a big money deal that he did not need to be his word on. And this guy, not only was his word, I had forgotten about the deal for all intents and purposes. I never expected it to work out. And I got a call from Robert McFadden and he said, what are your wiring instructions? And he immediately, he didn't even tell me anything. Next morning I opened up my bank and there was a wire from his people with a sizable amount of money completely predicated upon a handshake and his word, I want to tell everybody that Robert McFadden is one of the most stand-up guys I've ever been around. I was flabbergasted and thrilled and restored my faith in humanity. And one plus one equals 50. So Christopher Hussey, Robert McFadden, unbelievable. A guy named Paul Aikens knows Robert McFadden quite well. And I checked out Robert McFadden early in the game on this transaction. And Aikens told me that that was going to happen. But even then, I was astounded that Robert McFadden has as much integrity and class as he does. I wish I had that much. I think I would have figured out a way to pencil him. But I'm just telling you from the bottom of my heart, I love the guy. So back to you, Adrian Chanel. That's your show. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I do too. And and I think that's a, you know, that's a, an amazing example of you dad using your, you, being able to use your network to help other people, you know, that, that deal wouldn't have happened. I don't think if you weren't there, it certainly wouldn't have happened with that partner, but it probably wouldn't, have, it may not have happened at all. A really good deal could have fallen by the wayside, but for that Robert McFadden knew who is the kind of person who would know the right kind of people when I'm in a moment of need and you being generous with your connections, including to a a big, big, big time 
commercial real estate money guy and that all coming through. But Robert honoring that on the back end, you know, every step of that is, is really a master's class in how to do things the right way and get big stuff done that wouldn't, you know, it, it, none of it could have happened if the right who's the right human beings didn't show up around the circle to allow that to occur. And so that is a huge thing and uh, it's fun and, and we love Robert. So I, uh, joking aside, Robert, you're the man and congratulations on getting that deal done. It's really and cool. And that whole story rhymes with contactmapping.com. It really, really does. Okay. So, all right, we're going to play with this. Uh, I, I, I'm debating whether I want to use this question at the beginning of the show or the end of the show, but we're going to try it at the beginning of the show this time. So Christopher, you are our guinea pig. But the question is, what kind of legacy do you want to have in the world based on the work that you're doing? OMG, that is a big question, Adrian. You just like mortared it out there, buddy, right? First question. I didn't even tell you it was coming. <laughs> no, we have no prep. This is a no prep session here. Um, you know, when you ask the question legacy, I think about I think about the kiddos on the other side of that door right there, right? I, if anyone who knows me knows it's all about my wife and my kids. I have four youngsters. I have a boy, girl, boy, girl. Um, I wish I had a photo I would show you. On the mantle on the other side of this wall here, we have A, B, C, D, E, F in the stockings. So our, our Christmas decorations are hung, and it's A, B, C, D, E, F. Elisa, Brielle, Christopher, Dylan, Emerson, Finley. A, B, C, D, E, F. Man, you only, yeah, you only got 22 to go, Christopher. <laughs> We're done. We're done. Oh, you know, um, so many people at my age, I'm 50 this year, and so many people at my age have, have really seen a lot of, a, a huge arc, right? A massive arc. And, you know, blessed or not blessed to grow up with almost nothing. I mean, I tell people I don't, I never slept in my own bed until I went in the Marine Corps, right? There were four kids and we never had more than a three bedroom house, you know, so we, we grew up very modest. I want my children to see a world where there are lim unlimited possibilities. And I think that's what legacy is about. And that's one of the things that I really adore about the network marketing profession and the being an entrepreneur in general. You know, my, <clears throat> my son, we were walking the other day and I said to him, I said, what's our, what are we studying right now? And he looks up at me, his mom hadn't heard this. And he goes, he goes, okay, I got to think about this. He's only nine. So, you know, we're just getting there. But he said, um, Earned income creates investments, investments create dividends, dividends create lifestyle. And I was like, you got it, buddy. And I, and, and that's what it's about. It's How old about, is he? he's nine. <laughs> he's nine. That is freaking epic. Okay, keep going. Earned income creates investments, investments create dividends, dividends create lifestyle. And, and it, it's about learning through your, your years as Tom has done. It's about passing on that, that learned skill, that knowledge. It's about passing those things on and praying, hoping, wishing, doing the best you can that those who come after you, like Adrian, pick up that knowledge and that leadership 
and go out and impact the world even more. So for me, that's what legacy is all about. It's about the next generation. Wow. That's, that is so cool. And lots of threads that I want to pull on after we're going to go to a break here in about a minute, but uh, just as a PSA, if for no other reason, go find Christopher on social media and find his recent family photos with his kids and his beautiful baby daughter. It is, it just makes me want to puke. It's so cute, man. It is, so, <laughs> it is unreal how cute those kids are. And uh, that photographer did a, did, did a beautiful, beautiful job, whoever he or she was. So it was Robert uh, McFadden, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Dad, why don't you take us to break? We're going to do some commercials here and we'll be right back. I don't have a clock. 20 seconds. All right, everybody. This is the Genesis Communication Network. Thank you, Ted Anderson, for letting us be on. I know we're going to confuse you one more time in your website because we changed the name again. This is the Legacy Leadership Show with Adrian and dot, 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 Tom Chenault. We'll be right back. <laughs> that is so funny. All right. So we are on the break. Now we got four minutes here and this is a ton of fun. Go ahead and take that off the screen so we don't cut off poor Christopher's head. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Duck Christopher, will you? So, uh, so man, that is so cool. And uh, yeah, I've got, I've got all kinds of questions. I want to dig deeper into to what you shared, but while we're here on the break, your project that you're involved in is networker with zero vowels. So subtract the vowels and you get the networker that he's doing, but you're clearly passionate about networking and you're clearly passionate about relationships. What are, what is something that you would say people often miss that makes you a more powerful connector, Christopher? Mm. Man, you are throwing them out there, Adrian. You know, I think that, I think you have to decide to do great things. Sometimes great things don't work out on your timeline, but I think you have to decide to do them anyway. And the number one, the most powerful element in business, in relationships, in accomplishment, I think that's the way to say it. I believe the most powerful element in accomplishment is the word leverage. It's, it's the most powerful thing in money. It's the most powerful thing in relationships. It's the most powerful thing in accomplishing things. And very early on in my career, I learned that you can do one-to-one, meaning I can go to Tom and try to sell something, and I can go to Adrian and try to sell something, or I can go to Tom and try to get money to build a house to do good things, whatever the accomplishment is, or... I could study, and there's plenty of people that do this, I could study people who have massive impact and who have influence on massive amounts of people, and I can bypass the massive amounts of people, and I can go directly to the person who has impact, and if I convince that person to help me build a house, or that person to help me sell the widget, or that person to help me educate the girls, or that person to help me make a political statement, whatever it is, me convincing that one person is the leverage I need to impact multiple millions of people. So for me, that's what it's all about. It's about leverage. It's about finding the people that help you accomplish the things that you want to accomplish. I, I love that answer. And uh, I want to, <laughs> that's so funny. Cause I like, I, I have one of the things I observe about you that I had is like my big question. So the next segment's short and I want to continue kind of on the conversation before, but when we get to the big segment, 
you are really good at that. And I actually want to like really unpack that. So we'll come back around to that because you're really, you're really good at making people an offer they can't refuse that doesn't off does not involve a dead horse underneath the sheets in their bed, but you're really good at finding, you know, how, how do I think about asking you to help me in a way that's so obvious that you would want to, because I, I, I set it up so that this is really attractive to you. And I think that's one of your superpowers. So we'll come back to that in a bigger way, but Christopher is good at that. Christopher has a deep, deep Rolodex of connections and here's the thing. It's, you can either carry around your cheese wheel Rolodex and do it that way, or you can have contact mapping and you can <laughs> be able to keep track of your conversations and your connections and what makes these people special. And so, you know, maybe you're, maybe you're like a Green Bay Packers fan and this reminds you of the cheese wheel, but I would recommend that you have contact mapping. So go to contactmapping.com slash app, go check that out. And we're going to take a two second break here and then we're back on the show. And we are back. It is Tom Chenault, and it is the Legacy Leadership Radio Show with Adrian and Tom Chenault. We've got Christopher Hussey with us today, and I just wish you knew what a beast this guy really is. Because I am telling you, whether it's ballroom dancing, where oh he my goodness, got to the top of that entire world, he got to the top of that world, had all kinds of success there financially with accolades about how well he danced. When Ray Higdon was doing all the dancing, Christopher actually was able to probably coach him. I don't want to say that, but this guy knows how to do it. On top of that, in the real estate business, top of the mountain at Canaway, a network marketing company, and in the cannabis space, top of the mountain. And then I fell in love with him and his crew when we got into Clubhouse. I had no idea these guys had that kind of influence. And what I saw out of Christopher Hussey, was an unbelievable speaker, but over and above that speaking skill, he had the background to be able to literally and definitively coach and teach. And I'm, I'm, a, I'm none of those. I'm not a coach and I'm not a teacher. I am like a great place to visit, but you don't want to live there. Christopher Hussey is the other side of that coin. This guy is the real deal. And these guys are evolving their business and their model and everything that they're doing to really make a bigger impact on this planet. They've started with this book and the book is great. It's unbelievable, but it's not enough hussy. It really isn't. This guy is the real deal. I wanted him on the show, not all his authors, not all of them at once, because the real, real deal behind it all is this man right here. And I did not tell you I was going to start this thing that way, Christopher, but I'm telling you what, getting to know you. I called Eric Worre. Eric's getting ready to do this GoPro. And I said, I'll tell you who I'd get to help sell some tickets to that thing is Christopher Hussey. I saw what he did with Ray Higdon. Out of nowhere, here he came and he brought the rain and not a bunch of clicks and likes on uh, Ted Knight in sight. That isn't what he did. He got people to part with their money and join Ray Higdon's big deal to the point that he won the big prize. I am telling you, he is the real deal. And Ted Knight, and take no offense to that. You just don't charge for the clicks, uh, for the votes. I love you. Over to you, Adrian. So We love you, Ted. <laughs> we love Ted. All right. That, that, this, that was beautiful. Uh, we don't, that made a short segment much shorter, though. So here's my question for you. I broke my head on this wall. 
<laughs> Sorry. Uh, but that was that was very well worth it. So that was no knock. It just we got to have a short answer to this question. So, Christopher, uh, what you said before the break was you you talked about you know really uh, so that, well was, that was very well worth it so there's some, some kind of echo just, we gotta have a short answer to this question so christopher you, you talked about you know uh, really so that, well was, that was very well worth it so dad mute yourself please that was you terrible. Have a short answer to this question so i don't know why i'm not doing this on purpose Adrian. there we go all right sorry to our radio friends for that uh instant replay we're good. Dad will figure it out and then we'll unmute him. So give us a thumbs up when you're ready to go. But Christopher, my question for you talked about growing up, you know, pretty dirt poor, you know, four kids at a three bedroom house. And yet I observe you and, and you talked about your desire for unlimited possibility for this abundance. And I, and I really feel that from you. How did you get from this place of, of a reality of scarcity to this place of an abundance in mindset and in, in the way you live your life? Hmm. I, you know, Adrian, I, I don't know if I know that answer, honestly. I think that these are non-prepped questions, by the way, for those of you listening. <laughs> I, yeah. I think and, and, and you have to give me the two-minute answer, which is making it even harder. So. Two-minute answer. You know, there... I'm sure you've heard, you've seen some sort of quote or saying that says rock bottom is the first step up. And I know that Tom could tell thousands of stories and thousands of days about that. Well, there, I, I think if you look around in the world, you'll find multiple examples of people who come from nothing. And I don't want to, I don't want to be overzealous about that. I mean, we had a great family. We had a loving family. My, my parents worked very hard. We had a great a, a, we had a great family unit. There just wasn't any type of money there. I mean, we were country people who lived on a farm and had three bedrooms. But I think that rock bottom is the first step up. I think there are a lot of people who see the world and they see what they don't have. And they say to themselves, either I got myself here or I was here. And the only way is to go up and you begin looking for ways to climb the ladder. And I always had a realization that hard work, you know, we talk about dancing. Give me, give me the time here, Adrian. Uh, we talk, we talk things. about dancing. When, when I wanted to get into the top echelons, I, I had been dancing for a long, long time, but I hadn't been competing. I hadn't been going for it. I mean, we turned off our life and we went to every single event, every single weekend all around the world. And, the reason that you do those things is because people make decisions. Who's a champion, real people, real people write down those scores, real people make those decisions. And what most people fail to realize is that performance and that showing up and that doing the thing is networking. Yeah. And it's real yeah, people that make the decision who is the champion and who gets to do the thing. So I, I think the, the bottom is the first step up and you have to pay the price. There you go. All right, we're going to take another quick break. We'll be right back after this on the Legacy Leadership Show. All right. That was, fast. That was a quick that was a quick one and I asked you a big question. So good job for rolling with it. Oh so God, I what do we have here? And bringing oh. in a special guest who might need to lose the jacket. There we go. <laughs> a very <laughs> contact mapping like, team jacket. There we go. Yeah, keep keep your shirt on, though. All right. So <laughs> This I wonder why you had two chairs. I was wondering. This is so exciting. Go ahead. All right. Elizabeth, this is Elizabeth Larson. She is our Chief of Client Success at 
contact mapping and she lives in Arizona. This is her first time ever in this office after working with us for almost three years. Yeah. It's yeah. Like two and a half years. Crazy. So we finally decided that she wouldn't steal stuff. We let her come. Oh, <laughs> my goodness. That's not true. I grabbed four books and told oh, Adrian and I took go. four books. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. There we go. So we are so happy to have you here. And a, a super cool thing happened today that I, I wanted Elizabeth to come on and talk about which is that there it just so happened there was a, a live in-person networking event that we were helping to sponsor today. And I said, hey, Elizabeth, you love people. And so you should come, come along to this thing. And it was the coolest, craziest, funniest thing ever because she's literally never been, she's never set foot in Longmont, Colorado before. And this thing was like a homecoming party for Elizabeth Larson. I, I kid you not, it was the funniest thing ever. So talk about- what the heck happened today? Well, it was so much fun. We were we were at the networking event and we get started. And the first thing is that uh, uh, this beautiful woman walks up to me and all of a sudden I look at her and I'm like, Diane. And it was one of our clients. And then it just kept on happening over and over and over again, where I'd recognize somebody that I've been speaking to. And it's just, a, it's all about contact mapping. We have been onboarding people through Zoom throughout this entire pandemic, and now I'm getting to see all these people in person, and it was so much fun. There's probably at least 20 people there that I knew. She knew more people than I did. It was a little awkward. It was a little awkward. I was there before. It was great. It was it was so cool, and you know we were having lunch afterward, and just reflecting on you know we've been through this season of time where we couldn't be physically in the same space and you had a choice to make, right? You could retreat and you could choose not to connect or maybe only to connect in a superficial way or to do whatever and just say, I have zoom fatigue or I'm not going to do this Mm -hmm. or whatever. And, and we all were tempted to do that at various points because it was hard. It, you know, it was, it didn't feel as good. We didn't get the same sort of return on emotional investment doing it that way. But I think those who did and those who can, who were willing to put the energy into loving others, it's starting to, you know, as it comes back, mm-hmm. it's all coming back. And that was a picture of that with yeah. you today. It, it just was a complete payoff. And the funny thing was, we had built such incredible relationships through Zoom, through meetings. It didn't even feel like I was meeting them for the first time. I already know th- knew these people. They already knew me. And it was just... The most amazing, beautiful thing I've ever seen. So cool. So cool. So what do you, people love you. The Queen Elizabeth, I saw like all kinds of stuff. So once again, I'm upstaged, but how the heck do these people get in touch with you? And how how can they see, what, what do these people need to do to figure out why everyone is so in love with Elizabeth? Well, one of the things that we do, a lot of these people I've met through our onboarding training and the onboarding training for contact mapping, we actually help you learn how to build, use the app for what you do. And then we show you exactly. And the great thing is we do a daily launch where we do goal setting and masterminding together. We're a community of people that are helping each other be able to get to the goals that we want. So I hope you guys can join us with us because I mean, I'll tell you, let, you will never find in a community like the one that we have with contact mapping. So awesome. I, I tried to get them to put your home address up there, but they put your email address. So you really should so just shoot Elizabeth a note, say hi to her and, uh, and connect with what she's doing because she really is. She's creating 
something special. We're creating something special and it's a hell of a lot bigger than an app. The app is a big piece of this thing, but being surrounded by Doug Stare and Julie Hextrom and Elizabeth Larson and all of the incredible people, Paul Vandeven, Shannon Corsi, holy smokes, good to see you. I mean, there's there, this is a picture of fandom showing up right now. Shay Irvin, freaking A, man. So anyways, we got to come back. I just blew the break. We love you. Get out of here. <laughs> Can't wait to see you all. All right, we're adding 20 <laughs> seconds to our time spot stops, guys. All right, here we go. And we're back. It's Tom Chenault, and it's the Legacy Leadership Radio Show with Adrian and Tom Chenault. We've got Christopher Hussey today. And we promised you it was going to be a little deeper than more, all my superficial stuff. So we have not fulfilled that promise so far. So we are going to get deep right now. So Adrian, take it away. I love this guy. <laughs> I think we, I, I give us a more, a better rating than you just did, mister, but all right, we're going to dig in deeper. So uh -oh. we're, we were talking a little bit about this on, on the break earlier. And I asked Christopher, what, what's one thing that most people miss that makes for a great networker. And what he talked about was the concept of that networks are really about creating leverage. And so I want to come back to that idea because I, I, before as I was thinking about this show and thinking about what is, what do I want to learn from Christopher myself that then is going to get imparted to you? I, I think what stands out to me about Christopher as a human being, as a networker, as a business person is he is really astoundingly good at figuring out how to pull a group of people together and get them to do what he wants them to do. But he's doing that because he is finding a way for every one of those people to win big along with him. And so Christopher, how did you, you, you know, that sounds really obvious, but very few people do it. Very, most of us are really, whether, you know, we're doing our, we're fixated on what we want. We're doing our dangdest to figure out how to make it cover up that we're not just trying to get what we want at your expense, but you really do a good <laughs> job of figuring out what's in it for the other person. And so how did it, was there a moment when you realized like, Holy smokes, if I do it this way, really good things start to happen. Did that, was that a discovery for you along the way? You know, I think, first of all, I love you guys energy, by the way, I'm, I'm laughing and, and, the laughing is because I love the energy in this room. I just really love you guys. Um, I think I've been very blessed to have great teachers. And Tom brought up the dancing. There was a guy in my early career. His name was Lawrence. And uh, his name was Lawrence Elkin. And he was a bit of a butthead. He was a bit of a slave driver. <laughs> but every single day as a dancer, a dance instructor, he would bring us in. We'd have an hour of dance training and an hour of sales training. And... Lawrence taught everybody this thing. And if you got it, you got it. Dance lessons are not inexpensive if you're in a good studio. Uh, anybody who's paid to learn to dance for any period of time knows it's a very significant investment. And you don't get people to make significant investments if you are attempting to get them to do what you want. The only thing in life that's important in sales is how the person's life will look after they possess what you have to give. That statement is so powerful. How will the person's life look after they possess what you have to give? Wow. 
if you can focus on that, you will get everything you ever desired in your life because all people care about is what's in it for me. So to your question, if you want someone to do something, it is less important what you want them to do and more important what their life will look like after they do what you want them to do. And it, this, this boils down, it goes a little deeper. And I have this conversation with network marketers all the time because we have this thing happening in, in network marketing. There's all types of social retail and social marketing and all that, which I love. At the same time, there's a ton of spamming my stuff on social media, right? That goes along with that. And unfortunately, there's a lot of people talking about what their product is and very few people talking about what their prospect's life will look like after they possess what the product is. And so there's a lot of people talking about vitamin B and collagen and flexi and this and all the stuff that's in the product and very few people talking about what the person's hair will look like after they use the shampoo or what the person's skin will look like after they take the pill and what the person's muscles will feel like after they do the thing or drink the drink or whatever. And then when it comes to the business, what the time with their kids will be like and the memories with their children will be like after they do the very hard work of getting to having a business that really pays them while they're sleeping. So for me, it's about leverage, right? How do I put together a bunch of people to go do the result? And then once I've figured that out, how do I figure out what Tom wants? What does Tom want and how can I give it to him? What does Adrian want and how can I give it to him? What does whoever want? What does their life look like after they help accomplish the goal together? And if you can do that, you can accomplish anything you want. Wow. That is such a, that, that was so well said. And so, but I have, I have to ask, cause I just think it's so interesting. So this dance, this like very high end world-class level dance instructor was having his dance students, not only learn the mechanics of how to dance at the highest level, but was teaching you sales. Is that what you said? All right. So the, yes, with a twist. So the, yeah. I've been very, again, super blessed, right? I've been super blessed. Um, I, when I, so imagine Christopher Hussey with long hair in Wrangler jeans and a t-shirt. I was a, I'm a country guy boots and I, I have no money. I'm at college and I have no money. I'd been in the Marine Corps for four years. So I wasn't about to live in the dorms, right? With the 17 year olds. I'm 22. And so I had to get a job and I answered an ad that said, make $22 an hour teaching country Western dance. I didn't know that that was sort of a fakey ad. That ad was a lost leader ad to the number one dance studio in the world. And the, the, the owner was named Lawrence Elkin and he taught dance studios how to make money. All of his studios did over $2 million a year. And if you're not familiar with, dance instruction that's a that's a that's good money in the dance industry that's a big number yeah <laughs> that's good money and his son was the world theater arts champion david elkin was the world he was the number one theater arts dancer on the planet and so inside this room 
you had David and Leslie Elkin. Leslie was a Nashville ballerina. They were the best in the world teaching people to dance. And you had David's father, Lawrence, who taught people how to do multiple millions of dollars selling dance lessons, selling air and instruction. And that was my first job as a dancer. What what a fateful ad to yeah. have responded to. Wow. And so, okay, that, that just blew me away. So you go, you're, you're in this. And I, I, I love this dance analogy, right? Because, I mean, I think plenty of people sign up for dance because they just love to dance, but uh, dancing is probably a lot of, a a lot about, I want to feel a certain way. I want to feel exhilarating. I want to feel, you know, I want to be able to take my wife or my girlfriend or whatever, you know, there it's, it's a lot of times about the thing that it does for you versus the thing itself. Would you agree with that, Chris? Uh, my only disagreement with what you just said is it's always about what it does for you than yeah. what it yeah. is. And so, but I, I, I may, maybe exceptionally so in my opinion, when it comes to dance. And so how, how did that, how did you learn from that to paint a picture or a vision in, you know, in starker detail than you may have otherwise uh, if you hadn't come up through that particular part of the, the part of the world, you ask a ton of questions. <laughs> you find a true desire, not a not a surface level desire that the person wants. You either physically or mentally have them close their eyes and see themselves living that desire. And then you make the thing you have to offer the singular path to achieving that desire. And so I'll I'll give you an example. Do we have time? We we have time? I'll give you an example. I cannot, I I don't understand men who don't dance. I, I don't. I don't understand men who don't dance. Because I'm, I like women. I'm a guy who likes girls. I have one of the most beautiful wives on the planet. She's absolutely amazing. She totally saved my life. I I am super blessed. I don't understand not having the ability to hold her in my arms, to put her body next to mine, and have my body be the energy that moves her body and the connection that that creates and the feeling you get between two people when... I turn my body and in the instant that I turn my body, she turns her body and it affects the way she moves and the way she feels and the passion that is driven and the ability to carry that passion over into our relationship and everything that we do. And that's what dance gives you. And it only takes a very few lessons and a great instructor to take a man who has desire for a woman And to teach those two people to merge their bodies from two human beings to one and to float across the floor and instantly create passion at any moment that they want. Every dude watching just Googled local (laughs) dance lessons. (laughs) Do you see what I I did there? Still work over 70 years old. (laughs) Do you see what I did there? Yes. Right? Do you see what I just did there? Yeah. that, That was a beautiful picture of exactly what it is. And I, and 
I felt it and it almost made me want to take dance lessons, <laughs> but it really did. I mean, it's like, that's true. And I, I actually did take dance lessons with my wife in college. I actually, it's a small enough world. I'm going to see the dance instructor at, at Trinity university where I went to college is well known enough that I wonder if you guys ever ran across each other, but uh, it, there, there is, there's something there. There is something magical inside of that. And what you said that I think was the most brilliant of all and most applicable to anything is that you've got to figure out, you've got to get deep enough underneath the hood of the person you're talking to, to be able to paint that picture in a way that is compelling and that they're going to write themselves into the story. And if you, if you, if you just walked up to somebody and said that, and you didn't have, uh Oh, something happened to my microphone. Oh no, I'm good. Okay. If you walked up to that person and didn't know them well enough to speak that story into them, it would just bounce off. You have to create the connection first for then that story and that passion to be fully received. So that's a really powerful thing. So we got to take another break real quick. We're going to be right back after this. You are watching and listening to the Legacy Leadership Show here on the Genesis Communication Network. We are with Christopher Hussey, who has just been an amazing guest. We got one more segment coming up after this, and he's going to share something that you cannot miss. So stick around after the break. We'll be right back after this. All right. Hello. Cool. I might let you, maybe I'll let you talk that. I'm so, I don't have you next no, no, to me. No, no, like, no, that was a tremendous segment. And I'll tell you what, people connected with that on a major league way. Christopher, unbelievable. And uh, Denise Dunlap, tell that sweet husband of yours, Don, who got the new knee replacement yesterday, that he'll be dancing in no time. So very exciting. So you got the upgraded hardware. Amen. <laughs> Dad, talk. I, what he was saying about asking questions, I, 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 my only regret is not leaving enough time for you to add on to that because I think that's exactly who you are. So talk about the power of asking questions like that. I completely deflect everything. I People really don't think I am much of a thinker because everything that comes out of my mouth is virtually a question that plays on what those people said to me. And if I do tell a story, it is a compliment to the story they just told or something they just told me. And I will tell you, it's a magic trick of epic proportion because you have to learn how to tell a short enough story that those people can still remember that they are the king or the hero of the conversation. And what I want people to remember, and at the end of the conversation, it was the best that it was the best conversation they've ever had. And then they reflect back on why that was. It was because they only talked about what they talked about. And they didn't even realize that they were in the middle of a real, real serious interview, not so much a conversation, because all I ever do is try to figure out how to serve. And inside of that, it's all inside a question. So that's what I do. And that's what Christopher is a master at. And he's a lot better word wordster than I will ever be. And that was magic. And everybody's going, what's this got to do with home-based business? Everything. Master everything it. you master it all everybody and all it is is a dance and he or she who gets the best at it is gets the person whether it's the girl or the boy so back to you adrian yeah i i love that and it's funny i you what you just said the dance made me think a little bit of of our guest next week john milton fogg and i, I don't know if it's his quote or not but he taught he always talks about that conversation is about the words and the music 
and that there's this musicality and there's this rhythm and there's this exchange inside of a great conversation and starting to have giving your permission yourself permission to have fun with that and instead of living your life inside of some script or something you know don't hesitate to you you know to have certain phrases or certain things that you're going to use inside a conversation but give yourself some leeway to explore because when that starts to happen and you can have fun in conversation and then back to Christopher's point you ask those questions you you need somewhere to keep track of the answers to those questions so that when it comes time to paint this vivid picture like he just did that you know how to speak their language to speak it into their heart and that's really where contact mapping comes in it gives you the mechanism that allows you to be able to speak it directly in that person's language that just is a direct shot into their heart in a way that allows them to take the action that is you're doing in service of them because you have recognized that you have something to offer that will help them get more of what they want. You're thinking about, and you're, you have it clear in your head. This is what going back to what Chris said earlier, this is, you know, what's on the other side of you having this transformation because of what I'm exposing to you, that's where the magic really happens. So that's what contact mapping is about. Go to contactmapping.com slash app, check out what we're talking about. And we're going to come back to the show in three, two, one. And we're back. It's the legacy leadership radio show with Adrian and Tom Chenault. I'm getting that out of my mouth. That took a little longer that time. Really excited about the new name. I know you all noticed it, but not nearly as excited about that as I am about the book that Christopher Hussey wrote. And the reason I talk about that is because Richard Brooke, I, I called him on the phone. I said, tell me about what you think about this. And he looked into the science behind what Christopher had done with his authors and building that whole conversation into ongoing training. And it was magic. And I watched Dana McGrady yesterday, who was one of the authors, Tara Wilson. I mean, just incredible people. You have done an incredible job with that book, Christopher. And thank you for being such a major player in it. And uh, talk about that a little bit, will you? Tom, you are you're absolutely amazing. Thank you guys again. You know, social impact came from a conversation. You know, we social marketing right now is it's so powerful. I think it's the future especially when you combine it with contact mapping and the way that you and Adrian teach people to actually network and work with people. It's, it's, it's super powerful. I am a fan. I, I love the word pedagogy, right? Most people don't know that word. It is, it is the way that you communicate and teach, right? Teachers are pedagogic. Someone has pedagogic skill. A lot of people, there a lot of people in network marketing are brand new. They are brand new and they, they struggle because as we teach and we all do this, and this is what I love about the contact mapping courses and the staff that you've put together. They struggle. People struggle because they are taught theories and they are taught overreaching concepts. And when you're new, when you're new, sometimes you just need to paint by the numbers. And what we did with social impact is we reached out to 32 active network marketers and we said like for instance tyrika hendricks duckett who is watching she just commented she's one of our authors love you 
we said, what are you doing right now in social media to build your business? And then we sat with them one-on-one and we said, okay, walk me through it. And we took their concept and we put it into do this first, do this second, do this third, literally paint by the numbers, step one, step two, step three, step four, step five. And then we've built an ecosystem around that that allows you to take that strategy. You get a little bit more video, you get a whole course of the video and, and it all comes from the social impact book. So I mean, it's 32 authors, 32 strategies that you can literally put and implement the day you you get the strategy. So it's we're having a blast doing it. It's it's going to be a Christmas present this year. We've got over half of the strategies released. The book is coming out in the membership area. It's coming out in Kindle. It's coming out in paperback. Um, and uh, we're, we're loving it. We're, we're we're absolutely having a blast. Thanks for mentioning it. Uh, and I just want to tag on to that. I. I haven't seen a book. I don't even. I don't even know if I should call it a book. I haven't seen a project like this ever, and I just. I think it is so cool. And it's funny you mentioned Dana because I was watching her yesterday too. To hear every one of these world class people to have this reference of what they wrote about their how they create an impact on social, but then to actually hear them expand on that. And to hear and see Christopher interviewing them and feel their energy and actually, you know, translate what's on the page into like, it just gets brought to life and to have access to all of that content is incredible. And so they have inside of that, when you go to contactmapping.com slash social impact, when you go there, you'll see that there's a couple of different ways that you can experience this, right? You can get just access to the book or you can get access to these, all all this additional bonus content around it. And it's just completely a no brainer. I think you actually, it might be leveled where it's like you do the first thing and then you get access to the others later, but you have to have everything inside of this because it's like a college degree in what it means to be successful building on social. And I, I, I don't say that lightly. Like when, when Christopher described how he was doing this, I was like, everyone should be doing this. This is brilliant. And it's again, back to leverage. It's brilliant because it's such phenomenal content. It's a blow. It it will blow you away in everything that you're getting, but it's also brilliant because it really has embedded and has created a, a platform for each one of these authors to really, really shine and to show their best in a much bigger way than just writing a 500 word or whatever chapter in a book. And so I love that. Uh, we've got about a minute, minute and a half before we got to get out of here, Christopher, but would love you just to share a little bit more about what people can expect as they get plugged into what's happening inside of social impact. Cause it's evolving and, uh, and to take us out of here. So over to you, my friend. You're so funny. I love you guys so much. You know, for us, it's about, well, I'm going to just speak from my perspective. How about that? I'm not a social media marketing guy. It's not my skill set. I'm a traffic driver. And so when it was brought to us and said, you should do that, we should do a social thing. I was like, okay, let's do a social thing. And then we, we put it together. We were very blessed to get the most amazing authors. And myself, as a person who is not great at social media marketing, living through these 32 authors, I feel like I have a degree in social media marketing. I'm not, I'm, I'm not exaggerating that. I'm not over, I'm not trying not to oversell it. You can literally open the book. It's not physical just yet. It's almost there. 
you can literally open the book and go, I'm going to use this today and follow the steps and have leads and conversions for your business at the end of the day, not knowing anything about social marketing. And it comes from people. I mean, we have, we have seven multi-million dollar earners in the book. Everyone else is, is a six plus figure earner and everybody is doing, they're walking the walk right now. Absolutely. I'm, bl- I'm blown away by what we've put together. I mean, I am we sorry. had the idea, we put it together and it has exceeded every expectation. Proud of you, man. We got to get out of here. Thank you so much for listening today to the first ever Legacy Leadership Show. Christopher Hussey, you're awesome. Next week, we've got John Milton Fogg. So we'll see you next week. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Love you guys. All right, don't leave yet. We just had to get out of the radio before they yelled at us. The The guy who does the cutting up, I just get on. Whenever I get on the radio, whenever I get on an airplane, I'm in Palm Springs. I always take a book to reread. So I don't know if you guys have ever read this book. But I think the social impact book is going to be better than this. <laughs> I, I actually think, love that book. Most people don't know that book exists. Well, the old the author was, uh, and this thing's so marked up, it's unbelievable. But it was written in 1897, which was when I was born. So it was. Uh, <laughs> so I, I knew I didn't. I didn't. When I said that, I knew I wasn't going to piss off Wallace Wattles, who wrote it. But yeah. if any of you have ever read a book. This book is this thick and it is something you can read on the airplane and it's a great airplane. I carry it in my briefcase because I need to read it every time I travel. I have to give a big speech here tonight in Palm Springs and this will be the focus of it because the skills that Christopher and those authors in the social impact book bring to life come right out of this book. So just telling you the truth. And uh, another thing I want to say is in Alcoholics Anonymous, when that Alcoholics Anonymous book came to life for me is when I truly got sober. And it's a little bit the same thing with this social impact book, because what he's done is not only did he build the book, he made it come to life with the authors and they're keeping it alive with the author staying participatory in it. And I've been written up in so many books where I wrote the 500 words or they wrote the 500 words about me, but it was done. And the brilliance of the book, social impact is that it continues on and all of you should plug into it and, uh, and pay attention to it. Cause I think it's going to be the buy and the book of the century and great job, Christopher. Thank you, sir. I really appreciate that. So, All right, friends, we're going to get out of here. Thank you, Christopher. You were an awesome guest today. And thank you to every one of you who've been watching and commenting and sharing. Paul Van Dieven and Anna. The guy calls from Egypt every week. Does he ever sleep? Who knows what time is there? Dale Donald, thank you for being such an amazing guy for our dear friend, Corinne Love. I mean, you are a great human being. Tyreka, can I borrow some money? And uh, (laughs) (laughs) It's true. It's true. She's crushing it. He's crushing it. So I love all of you. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We'll see. I I just grow Julie, Doug Stair, Shay Irvin. Good to see you up and alive, buddy. And uh, let's just keep it moving, man. Let's make this Jay Napier. I don't know if you guys know his story. Big, 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 big network marketer down in Tennessee goes through a red light, green red light, gets tagged, ends up a quadriplegic. Now he's just had the worst time in the world. Now he's in a nursing home. And still hasn't missed a beat playing it as big as he ever has. If you think you've got a tough story, go talk to Corinne Love or, or Jay Napier because both of them I love with all my heart. That's who we're all about. 
Elizabeth Larson. Whoa, so cool to have Jason, Elizabeth, Andrew. In fact, we're all going to go out to dinner tomorrow night, uh, Dutch, and it'll be awesome. <laughs> Dutch. <laughs> Fly out, Christopher. Get on the next one. We love you, man. I'm awesome. coming. Thank you. All right. guys. Love you. See ya. Take care.